Well, this is absolutely terrifying. At least for the last 45 minutes. This is Muir House, which is a movie that came out a good few years ago now, 2012. Um, I think it's Australian. Uh, It's a horror movie, really, and it's a documentary horror movie. It's about um, an author who writes ghost books, got an ego with him, um, Philip Muir House, who is interested in one particular um, one particular uh, house, the Monte Cristo house, uh, which is a haunted homestead. Uh, it actually exists. And the first part of this movie, because it's a, a sort of found footage movie and documentary film, he's um, going to spend a night there with his team to support and promote his book, which is a good way of doing it. So the first part of the movie is all about um, people being interviewed and preparing that way. It's pretty standard. You know, you've got people um, talking about uh, psychologists talking about that, you know, um, and people talking around that and what's going to happen. That's really not the important thing. I was waiting for something to happen. And by gum it does. Because he breaks the first rule of ghost hunting and horror movies. Does Mr. Muir House. Mainly, I suspect, because of his hubris, uh, which is his pride before a fall and what a fall it is. He decides that he will travel separately from his team and he will arrive at Muir House Uh, And when they're not there, because they're delayed, he decides to go in, have a look, get some footage, put a a camera up in the uh, in the living room and to to have a go at that. And he thinks that that will um, that will be okay. So. That sounds all right, doesn't it? Nothing possibly can go wrong. Quite a lot of things go wrong. But you know what? The guy who directed this movie, who really, you know, deserves absolute credit for this, who's Tanzil Rahim, and the cinematographer, Dan Freen, work with very little to provide so much. Here's the scenario. The house is a sort of, I suppose it's a 19, it's an old Gothic house, bit more modern than that. Big property, lots of rooms, lots of small rooms, lots of 1950s furniture in there. So quite a lot of um, of clutter in all the rooms without buildings. So he sets up the stuff and it's quite simple what happens. The lights go out. And that's quite a simple matter, but the guy playing Philip... Ian MacDonald is frightened right from the beginning. And he has a sort of quick breathing um, fear that he does, which is really effective, actually. Doesn't need to do much else and doesn't generally or or else he says, oh, my God, what's all this? You know, that kind of stuff, you know. But the lights keep going out, which would be okay if you knew where the fuse box was. But he doesn't. He finds out eventually it is in the the outhouse. So he goes and turns it on. Lights come on. You can see them in the house, in the distance. 
It's somewhere away from the house. But while the house is in darkness, all he has with him is a flashlight. And they've made a really good decision. Because with the flashlight, all you can see is a circle in front of you. It's darkness apart from that circle, which is what? 10 inches across, maybe? So it doesn't illuminate much of the house. There's a lot of clutter either side. We're aware of that. Well, anything could be lurking there. It's such a simple idea. And they continue to use it because it works so well. Beautifully done. And such simple um, effects as well. He comes back into the living room. Two of the chairs either side of the table have been put on the table. So he looks back at the footage. Yep, the footage becomes a little grainy at some point. There's some energy there. And the chairs suddenly are up on the table. He, he puts one down. It's really heavy. Simple stuff like that. Goes out to call his, um, his assistant, who is uh, delayed, can't get through to her. Um, she's calling him, saying we're just a bit delayed. And in the middle of this, the lights go off again. So he's got to find his way back again with the torch through little alleyways and little little areas to the to the house to the the outbuilding with a little patch of light this happens several times he goes to another outbuilding which has carriages in it and then a piano starts to play he can't see what's there he's terrified and plays that really well doesn't do that it doesn't play it too much, but that quick breathing thing is really effective. Because we can't see what's there. I was watching it through my fingers, to be honest. It's just so simple, so effective and really needs marking because you don't need much money to do it. And it's just so tense. Eventually, he is. He encounters some kind of um, entity. We don't really see what the entity is. But he is dragged away. And usually in, in movies of this nature, you think, well, that's it. There is a bit of time to go, but that's it. Maybe the police come and find him. Uh, because usually when you're dragged away, that's... Oh, no, he's back. Runs out of the house, tries to call his his um, assistant, can't, can't find her. He has been roughed up a bit. He has no option but to go back in the house. The lights go off again. He has to go and turn them on. He has to engage with the house again. And sure enough, he gets attacked again, pulled up the stairs. We don't see that, of course, but because we see another camera set up in the bedroom, pulled into a closet where he remains. And remains. And remains. And then the door just opens. And if I remember rightly, that's it. The credits are somebody calling the police, I think. It's 
screaming and crying. And the implication being that, that she's found something. The also other implication being that it's his assistant who is arriving. But then after the credit sequence, we flash back because she's there in the dining room setting the camera up saying, where are you? Where, where, are, where are you? Philip, where, where, where are you? He is steps from upstairs, which he has heard. Says, oh, are you upstairs? Goes up to find him. Done. Well, you know, I mean, horror movies work on me in that way. I am susceptible. I am what is loosely called khaki panty when I'm watching a, a horror film, even if I've seen it before. And this one was no different. But, you know, it was a long setup. Not that I thought, oh, come on. They, it, they did it very well. But it was the stuff I was expecting to see. And I thought, I hope there's a payoff here. And my God, was there. Again. Being... Um, being artistic when having very little funds and finding something that really works is a joy. And a simple thing like shining a flashlight and having a small circle of light is so beautifully done, works so well with the actor giving great support to that. And in a location where there are small rooms with lots of stuff in there and anybody could be lurking behind any of them is just so frightening. It shocked me, actually, how good that effect is. So it's a five out of five and I would advise people to go and have a look at this. But do make sure you're not alone. Ta-ta.